Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we are continuing our all 32 NFL team previews for the upcoming 2023 fantasy football season. And today we are continuing our stay in the AFC South with the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have a new head coach and a new quarterback heading into the 2023 season. So they're a very interesting team to evaluate for fantasy purposes. And we're going to be talking about today where you should be drafting these Colts players in Dynasty, Redraft, and Best Ball Leagues, as well as taking a look at what the Colts offense did in 2022 before this 2023 season. Now, if you are watching on YouTube, please hit the like button and please hit the subscribe button. You'll be notified when new episodes drop. Like the rest of our season-long fantasy football content. Like the rest of our weekly golf and college football content. Also, check the description on YouTube. We've got links to all the other 27, 27, 26, 26 NFL teams that we have done these previews for. This one is the 27th. That's why I had the math wrong there. So check that out. If you have missed one, um, you can get caught back up. We pretty much evaluated almost every player in the league as well as done our positional analysis as well. Check the description on YouTube. If you're listening on audio, please rate and review whether you're on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else. Helps me out a lot, and I really do appreciate the support. We are also now partnered with Sign Up Expert. Sign Up Expert will give you the best promo codes and offers if you're registering on a DFS player prop or sportsbook site, and it will even sync to your area. Use my codes at signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks to get the best offers wherever you may be. And my full rankings and draft guide for all 32 NFL teams are available on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All right, let's go ahead and get started with the Indianapolis Colts. But first, let's get a quick word from our friends at Spotify. In 2022, the Colts were not a great offense. They ranked 27th in the league in yards per game and 30th in the league in points per game. They were very much in flux at the quarterback position last year. They started off the season with an aging Matt Ryan. Didn't go so well. Head coach Frank Reich got fired. And then they hired Jeff Saturday out of nowhere to be the interim head coach. And he started Sam Ellinger uh, and Nick Foles. And just, they never really got in a rhythm offensively. And I think the fluidity of the quarterback position did not help that. In terms of play calling, the Colts rank 23rd in rush rate, which means that you can inverse that and they rank 10th in pass rate, which was surprising to me because I would have thought that if you don't have confidence in your quarterback, you would have helped him out by running the ball a little bit more. Colts did not do that. They continued to throw the ball, and so that's why they ended up ranking 23rd in rush rate. Now, they did bring in a new head coach in this offseason. They brought in Shane Steichen, the former offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles, who, if you were not familiar with, came over when uh, Nick Sirianni became the head coach in Philly. And Shane Steichen's probably largely responsible for the emergence of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was a great quarterback around, well, with Shane Steichen as his offensive coordinator. And I think that Shane Steichen designed an offense that took very much advantage of Jalen Hurts' mobility and put him in the best positions possible to be an NFL quarterback. Now, what does that mean for 2023 for the Colts? Well, Matt Ryan is out. And he finished his quarterback 22 in fantasy points per game, averaging 14 fantasy points in starts. However, when he was benched the first time, he was quarterback 15 overall, which is not bad. However, no other Colts quarterback was able to repeat Ryan's success. No other Colts quarterback recorded a weekly top 20 finish until Sam Ellinger did it in week 18. Anthony Richardson was drafted to be the new Colts quarterback. He's a rookie out of the University of Florida. And I would expect him to be the Colts' week one starter. I would expect him to end up starting all 17 games. Now, what we know about Anthony Richardson, in my personal opinion, he reminded me of a less polished 
Cam Newton or Josh Allen in college, where you just have this big guy who is really athletic, really mobile, and just not super accurate, not ready to make reads at the NFL level, but he can run, and he's got a cannon of an arm. He excelled at Florida in the intermediate and deep throws. His accuracy number in the short throws were not so great, and he also made great use of his legs while at Florida, using it in design runs, using it to extend plays with scrambles, and accumulating a lot of fancy points at Florida by accumulating rushing touchdowns. So what does that mean for him in 2023? Well, Anthony Richardson's rushing upside, as well as Shane Steichen's experience in designing an offense around a mobile quarterback, gives him a legitimate path to finish as a top 10 quarterback in his rookie season. Because of how unpolished he was at Florida, I'm not super confident that he has an opportunity to be a top five fantasy quarterback. I think he's going to have to do a little bit more with his arm because even when you look at what Justin Fields did last year, which was historic for quarterbacks rushing numbers, he still didn't crack the top five at the quarterback position, being unpolished as a passer. So does Richardson have a path to be a top five quarterback? Yes, a very narrow one. Does he have a path to be a top 10 quarterback? Yes, a very legitimate one when you consider Shane Steichen's history with mobile quarterbacks. So Anthony Richardson, when all said and done, at a very deep quarterback position this year, I've said this on numerous podcasts, this is the deepest the position's ever been this year. And at the end of the day, he ranked as my quarterback 14 heading into the 2023 season. He is just ahead of Geno Smith and Russell Wilson, just behind Kirk Cousins, Tua, and Aaron Rodgers. I I just couldn't really pull the trigger and put him ahead of those guys, but I have them all ranked very similarly. So if you want to draft Richardson for the upside ahead of a Kirk Cousins or a Daniel Jones or an Aaron Rodgers or a Tua Tagovailoa, I got no problem with it. So he's there's my quarterback 14, but I wouldn't have an issue with drafting him as high as 10 or 11. All right, now let's go ahead and talk about some running backs. So there's a lot to talk about at the running back position with the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor did not have a good year last year. Jonathan Taylor was running back one in his sophomore campaign in the 2021 season. Last year, he was pretty much the consensus number one overall pick. Most sites, he was ranking as the top player in ADP. He was a massive disappointment in 2022. He finished last season as running back 33 overall and running back 17 in fantasy points per game. He did not play every game. That explains the discrepancy in those numbers. In 2022, Jonathan Taylor's snap share was 69.5% and his opportunity was 68.8%, which were both significantly lower than his 2021 season, where he, again, he finished as running back one for the 2021 season. He was also not only decreasing in his opportunities, but decreasing in his effectiveness. Jonathan Taylor's yards per carry dropped from 5.5 in 2021 to 4.5 in 2022, and his 2022 campaign marked a career low in that category. I also think there's a definite possibility that Jonathan Taylor does not start the season in week one as the Colts running back. He is currently, I don't even know what to call it. It's, I don't I don't want to call it a holdout because I don't think it's technically a contract holdout, but he's requesting a trade and he ain't practicing, he ain't playing in the preseason. So the bottom line is he might not be back by week one, or if he is back by week one, is he in shape and in peak physical condition to perform? I don't know. I think there's a lot of red flags there. And so we got to start evaluating options if he ends up 
not playing the season or not starting the season. Well, there are three running backs who could see a big-time bump if Taylor does end up missing time. It's not exactly what you would be looking for in an optimal situation. Optimal situation, it would be like there's one guy and he's very clearly the backup and he's very clearly going to be a top 10, top 20 back if Taylor's out. Well, there's three of them and they all have their own upside. Deion Jackson had a week last year in week six where he was running back one when Jonathan Taylor missed a game. He pretty much, if you picked him up on the waiver wire in week six and started him, he pretty much won you a week. Now, what was also unique about that week was Naheem Hines missed that game as well. So Deion Jackson was not only seeing all Jonathan Taylor's work, but Naheem Hines' work as well. If you're worried about Naheem Hines this year, he was traded midseason to the Bills. He's no longer Colt. So the other back would be Zach Moss. Zach Moss was a top 10 back in week 18 when Jonathan Taylor missed. Deion Jackson was also a top 10 back in week 18 when Jonathan Taylor missed. So does it look like it's going to be one or the other, Zach Moss or Deion Jackson? I don't know. And what makes the situation even more cloudy is that Evan Hull is a rookie out of Northwestern who the Colts drafted, was very productive in his college career at Northwestern. He was pretty much the best player on this Northwestern team, and he got a lot of passing down work at Northwestern. His college receiving numbers last year rivaled that of Christian McCaffrey's junior season. So Hull has legitimate passing down back chops. So I think even if... Jackson and Moss are utilized on early downs. I think that Evan Hull is going to be the passing down back. And if the Colts are trailing in these games, then he's going to be the guy who's going to see a lot of snaps because they're going to be, you know, in passing situations more often than not. So is it a crystal clear situation? No, not at all. The bottom line for the Colts running back position is that there are numerous red flags around Jonathan Taylor. If you were listening to this, you probably thought that, you know, I've given only the negative about Jonathan Taylor. I don't like Jonathan Taylor at all. I'm not drafting Jonathan Taylor. Well, here's the deal, though. Jonathan Taylor does play. Jonathan Taylor was running back one, two years ago. I don't see a reason that he couldn't do that again, especially considering he's working with a mobile quarterback in an offense that figures to run the ball quite a lot. I think Jonathan Taylor still has a path to be running back one overall. Am I willing to draft him as that with all the risk associated with it? No, I'd much rather draft him much later. If Taylor does end up missing time, I prefer Evan Hull as the highest ceiling option. If I'm drafting one Colts running back in best ball leagues right now, it's either trying to get Jonathan Taylor at a price that I like or trying to get Evan Hull late, late in drafts. If I'm in a dynasty league, I'm rostering Evan Hull because I think he's the long-term solution if Jonathan Taylor does end up moving on from Indianapolis. So for my rankings, Jonathan Taylor is my running back 11 for 2023, but I'm not opposed to taking Jackson, Moss, or Hull at the very end of drafts if you're in a redraft league that's very deep or a dynasty league or certainly at the end of a best ball draft because I do think if Taylor misses time, all three of them have a little bit of merit. Now, let's talk about the wide receiver position. So last year, Michael Pittman Jr. finished his wide receiver 20 overall and wide receiver 21 in fantasy points per game. And this remained pretty consistent with what he did in 2021. In 2021, he was wide receiver 22 in fantasy points per game. Now, Pittman saw a lot of volume last year. He ranked 11th in total targets with 141 targets and 17th in target share at 25.6%. However, why did he have so much volume and not finish inside the top 20 fantasy wide receivers? Well, it's quite simple. Those targets were not very lucrative. 
He was not utilized in the red zone a whole lot. He was not utilized as a deep receiver a whole lot. His average depth of target was under seven yards, and he had five deep targets the entire season. This is the profile of a possession-wide receiver that needs excessive volume to be productive. More on that in a second. Paris Campbell was the Colts' slot receiver last year and pretty much operated exclusively out of the slot and finished his wide receiver 48 on the season. Paris Campbell is no longer a Colt, and Josh Downs has been drafted out of North Carolina to fill in this spot. Josh Downs was very productive out of the slot in North Carolina in each of the last two seasons, and I absolutely think he's going to come in day one and start for the Colts at the slot position. Alec Pierce was a rookie out of Cincinnati last year, and he finished his wide receiver 63 in 2022. Almost a fifth of Alex Pierce's targets were deep targets. So if the Colts were taking a deep shot last year, it was likely that it was either down the middle of the field to Paris Campbell or out wide to Alec Pierce. Now, where does that put us in terms of the wide receiver room as a whole? Well, the Colts wide receivers were not really all that correlated in 2022. In fact, Colts receivers in total totaled four top 10 weekly finishes, which is not great. That, that does not display a very high ceiling for anybody in this receiver room. And to add on to that, two of those top 10 finishes were in the same week. It was um, Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman Jr., I believe, there were those two. And they weren't super consistent in terms of their outputs throughout the whole season. Colts wide receivers totaled nine weekly top 20 finishes through all of last season, meaning pretty much half the time they had a top 20 wide receiver. But yet they had a wide receiver finish in the top 20. They're just, they were, con- Michael Pittman was a consistent mediocre producer with spike weeks happening from Paris Campbell and Alec Pierce, and they didn't happen all that often is the bottom line. Now, where does that put us heading into 2023? Well, also, I did a little bit of deep diving. Rookie quarterbacks do not always lead to great production at the wide receiver position. 29 rookie quarterbacks have started at least half of the season in their rookie year in the last decade, dating back to 2013. Only six wide receivers finished in the top 24 at the position with a rookie quarterback. That's not a great track record at all. So does that mean that I'm avoiding this Colts wide receiver room entirely? Not necessarily. It just means that I want to get them at the right price. So the bottom line is this. I do not expect Anthony Richardson to be great for Michael Pittman Jr.'s production. Michael Pittman Jr. is a guy who is dependent on volume and dependent on short and intermediate routes to obtain a lot of his production. Anthony Richardson Jr. was not the best at those kind of routes in college. So if the volume's going to go down because it's a rookie mobile quarterback, that's not good for Michael Pittman Jr., especially one that does not excel at getting him the ball at his strengths. Josh Downs operating out of the slot and Alec Pierce operating out wide as a deep threat make for great late round dart throws in my opinion, especially if you're playing in a dynasty league. You can get these two guys who are still relatively young. In a best ball league, I don't mind going with either of these two guys either because all it would take is one bomb that was thrown by Anthony Richardson for 70 yards and a touchdown and you got value out of both those guys they'd be starting in your lineup. So I definitely think that they make for late round dart throws. In my rankings, I have Michael Pittman Jr. as my wide receiver 35 and Alec Pierce as my wide receiver 70. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the tight end position. So the Colts did not have a top 30 tight end in fantasy in 2022. They varied their usage of tight ends in 2022 a great deal. They never really had one that was super duper consistent in the game and getting targets. Mo Alley-Cox was the most consistently used Colts tight end in terms of snap percentage, but he was used primarily as a blocker or... 
I don't want to call him a decoy, but he ran some routes and didn't get the ball thrown to him a whole lot. He only had two games above five fantasy points. However, one of those was a ceiling week. He had 26.5 points in one of those games. Jelani Woods was a rookie and was not used as a full-time player very often. He was used as a full-time player in terms of a snap percentage in two games and averaged 12.6 fantasy points per game in those two games. So the bottom line for the Colts tight end room is this. Jelani Woods... He's free in drafts. You can get him at the very last round in best ball, redraft, dynasty, whatever. He's a viable late round dart throw. In best ball, if you're looking to stack up Anthony Richardson, you got nobody else to take in the last round, go for it. Like, I don't have an opposition to it. He's not my favorite late round dart throw. I'd rather go after Luke Musgraves or Jake Ferguson or Logan Thomas. But hey, he's there and he's free in drafts. Jelani Woods is my tight end 30 for the 2023 season. I I have no problem throwing that dart if you want to throw that dart. That does it for the Indianapolis Colts 2023 fantasy football team preview. If you like what you saw on YouTube, please hit the like button and hit the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes drop. If you're listening on audio, please rate and review wherever you're listening. Shows me a lot of support and I really do appreciate it. If you're interested in signing up for new DFS player props and sports book sites, head on over to signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. I want to show you guys this real quick on YouTube. If you head there, it'll sync to your location and it will show you the best offers and promo codes for all the sites that are available at your location. And I highly recommend doing it. It shows me a lot of support as well. And it syncs to your location, so it'll show what is available to you specifically. It's really nice, and it's giving you the best offers. And my full rankings and draft guide for all 32 teams are available on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Also, check out the other 25, 26 NFL teams that we've done in the description on YouTube and on the episode feed on audio. Thank you guys for watching and listening to this point. Hopefully I was able to give you guys some helpful information in where and how to draft these Indianapolis Colts that'll help you win your league in Dynasty, Redraft, and Best Ball Leagues this year. Next up is going to be the Houston Texans. Thank you guys for watching or listening. I will see you next time.